This is True Detective Podcast by Bleed TV, covering season three and the season finale, episode eight, called Now Am Found. Uh, this is Zach. I'm Jake. And unfortunately, we're down cash tonight. He uh, had to be out of town. Uh, he sends his regards, and he's pissed at us that we went ahead and popped without him, but <laughs> we really couldn't hold out for this. We'll make him tweet out his review of the finale. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt, but I'm going to bet that he's pretty much in line with what we have to say. You know, If there's any difference, I'm sure I'll let you guys know. Um, God, man, I, 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 I'm, I'm suffering from loss here, man, because yeah. like, the season being over is just such a damn bummer. It is. It's devastating to lose another great show. Um, we only got eight episodes. Yes. Thank uh, God they did it. Make an hour 20. I was happy that they did make this extended episode. I agree. I that, agree. W- that was a very nice thing, you know, and it, uh, because you know that at Mark 45, you're like, Oh gosh, I mean, it's about to wrap up and you realize, Oh, wait a minute. We still got another 35, 40 minutes left. You know, yeah. we got some good stuff yeah. coming here, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so what were your overall thoughts, man? First, let's say, what were your thoughts of the episode? And then we'll talk about the overall season. Okay, well, my thoughts on the episode are are kind of out there because, believe it or not, the things that had little to do with the main storyline and the plot finishing up were my least favorite parts of the episode. I can see that. So, things that wrapped up the mystery, things that wrapped up any of the storyline, you know, I was kind of, not, I'm not going to say disappointed, but I'm just going to say like, I don't feel it was almost it was almost impossible for them to stick the landing on this on certain things. Right, right, right. Because it went a non nefarious route. It did. So it's like I mean, really the most nefarious person in this whole thing is Lucy, the mother. Yeah. So <clears throat> but throw in a few awesome sequences. Absolutely. Which I, I gotta say, uh, you know, West stole the show. Oh, Roland, yeah. Stephen Dorff, there's no doubt. Dorff stole the show with this final episode, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I mean, it's not like Ali was a chopped liver. (laughs) Yeah, really. Um, But it's odd. I I have such weird emotions about it because I'm devastated because excellent episode. I mean, it's another fantastic episode of television. It's just like, I don't know what to think because, like I said, when the best stuff is nothing to do with the mystery. Right. Dare I say that we have been potting about this for six or seven episodes in a row, and we're suffering from expectation loss or expectation maybe overload. Fizzle. Exactly. Like, dare I say, we were hoping for nefarious. We were hoping for a surprise contributor. We were hoping for something that was completely unexpected that we didn't predict. Does that make sense? Well, the. I think they did give us that one unexpected thing, which was the Julie fake storyline. Right. I think how they wrapped up like the Julie thing was great. But see, I also have a little bit of an issue with it. And when we talk about parts okay. we like, parts we didn't, I had a little issue with part of that. But, um, but you know, I'm talking about just the nuts and bolts of the story itself. Yeah. I mean, we predicted and talked about, and I'm not trying to beat our, you know, pat ourselves on the back and like that. I just, we, we figured Junis, Isabel, the girl, Will dies from an accident, something goes wrong, Julie's missing, that's why Junis is looking for her. We, we, we had all that prior episode. So I dare I say that I was really hoping that there was something nefarious or something that was going to throw you for a loop 
a surprise contributor or, you know, somebody like we talked about like the Halloween decoration lady, maybe somehow being in the mix. She wasn't. We talked about maybe Amelia, maybe there was some way she really wasn't, you know, even though she was the one who fills the plot gaps and the holes in for us uh, in several spots. Yeah. You know, um, I just, I guess that's where expectations were hoping for something like you said, a little out of bounds. You know what I mean? Something a little different. Because, I mean, if you remember, season one, there was something out of this world pops up out of nowhere. And there's a new clue. This changes the chemistry of the story. You know, McConaughey has a, has a scene towards the end where he's looking into like a celestial stars. This their soul. I mean, like there's something that was so different. You know what I mean? And I guess this one, it really helped on to the whole, uh, Julie's really not dead. You know what I'm saying? And, you know that was the that was the big twist. You know what I mean? The twist in this is a happy ending. You understand that? Oh yeah. The whole sequence with Amelia speaking through, you know, ghostly through, is to show you that actually, you know, all these people that wronged this child through her life, you know, another group of people came through and like reinvigorated her life you know what this made me feel like this made me feel like shawshank redemption it's like a man went through a mile of shit and yeah it, all the worst in your whole it life came out clean came out end. clean as a baby's whistle for a bright new star for, you know future the whole nine yards i was like wow i mean there it is my favorite movie is recapsulated in a unique different way in this storyline well it's just it's, you know it's not a hero's journey necessarily but it's a, a journey of of like a redemption in a way, yeah. you know, and it's, I don't know, man, it's so hard to encapsulate what my thoughts are on this. Well, let's, let's do this. All right. The, the, the episode didn't give us anything other than Julie's not dead as the only really surprise or the, I would say that's the biggest, you know, aha moment of the whole episode. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. So the rest of it is just top notch storytelling and acting and filling in gaps visuals were out of this world amazing i mean like the timeline switches in the car the car the, switch scenes the, are one unreal of my, one of my top scenes of the entire episode unreal you know stuff. just going back and forth back and forth and so on i mean i'm gonna be honest with you i've never laughed so hard at the bar scene when he is talking to the biker and you know thank god you know that's your woolly, woolly mammoth that hit me and all his one-liners i mean my ribs were on fire i was laughing so hard you know uh, might be the highlight of my entire season. <laughs> I mean, as ridiculous as about that sounds. Frankenstein's creations. Frankenstein's monsters out there copulating. <laughs> and then y'all answered the lifelong question I've had. I we I mean, were roll, we had to pause it because we couldn't hear what the next scene was being said. It was every bit of five minutes of laughter. Because we were having a fit. <laughs> this was so good. Um <laughs> I, you know, it's weird. You, you talk about it though. It's like they wrap up the story with great acting, right? No. I mean, when they do finally go to Mr. June's house, he's an excellent actor. Oh yeah, and nails that. this. You know, and it's just like the the only thing is, it was tied up in such a neat little bow. It really was that it's almost like disappointing in a way. See, I'm gonna say if I were to say there's two or three things that bothered me about the episode. Number one, it was too neat. Everything was solved so easily. Does that make sense? 
this, 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 that, that. Everything was just pretty much exactly what you thought it was going to be. The only difference was Julie, the the nuns faking her death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was the only thing that nobody expected. A zero. Because at no time do we ever realize what Julie's outcome was. There was no way to even predict. And mm-hmm. so on. So that was um, that was the only surprise. So I have a, I'll be honest. Here's the other little details that bother me. Okay. Do once we went to Eureka Springs, by the way, that's where Junus Watts lived yeah. and so on. You saw his house. You saw chicken farm and so on. Right? Do you think that car matched him? The car bothered me. Uh, almost a brand new black tinted out windows sedan, and this guy is a chicken farming racing like that, an old country house in middle on you know middle of nowhere. This the car just didn't match. So to me, the whole him sitting in the driveway and that being him, that was too easy. That that was uh, that was a misfire for me. And I feel like it made sense on what he was saying. He was just trying to build up the confidence to come in and just tell him. Right. That part made sense to me. But you're right. Blacked out windows, yeah. newer model sedan. I mean, it he's didn't. Out there, it didn't look like it, it. didn't look like him. I mean, he's out there in a butt down that's undone. He's dirty. He's making with chick, messing with chicken coops. Yeah. You go in his house. His house has wood paneling. It's uh, you know, it's an older, it's modest, classic country home. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't see that guy with that kind of car. You know what I'm saying? No, that makes sense. I understand what to you're me, saying. To me, that was a, and it's a small detail. You know what I mean? A small detail. It's something to get hung up on, though. Right. I understand. Um. And I'll be honest with you, just like you were talking about earlier, we mentioned before the pod, I wasn't a huge fan of Amelia showing up in like ghost form or whatever it was and her conveying the final piece of, hey, by the way, she could still be alive and this is what you're missing. And da, 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 da. What if, you yeah. know, this and that and what if this and that? Because it, it showed him pick up, the, pick up the book and read the Ardwan page. Right. So I like to think it's just him putting the pieces together and they are showing Amelia as a way of narrating his mind working. But they didn't do a good job of showing you that. It, it actually comes off as like... She's telling you the final clue. That she's a ghost just talking to him and telling him stuff. So that... Yeah, that bothered me a little bit too. Those are two big ones there. Um, what? It, it just didn't deliver well. I guess... I mean, I love what she was telling. You know, I love the revelation... I guess the delivery was, you know, like these are two detectives, you know, they're, they go to the, the, the place with the nuns, the, you know, the children's home, they run into the little girl, they run into Arnott, the guy, this is the second time we've seen him. You know what I mean? They've alluded to him before. We yeah. kind of predicted maybe he was part of a child ring, this, that, or so on. So all that's there. So how much harder is it for them to, one of them to come to conclusion of something else? You follow what I'm saying? You no, know. no, I, I understand. And like I said, the stuff that had to do with the actual mystery didn't just like blow me out of the water. It didn't. No. Um, I still have a couple of questions. Like, like for instance, when they actually show the sequence of Will dying, I was like, "That's it." But, and let me tell you why that that scene bothered me. He tells Mr. June tells them he says they were playing hide and seek, and you know. He comes out, and then there's an accident. But we know from the teenagers that were at Devil's Den saying he was running around looking for his sister and couldn't find her. Like, where did that all line up? Like, Devil's Den and where they were in the woods. It was at night? Uh, Yeah, 
I mean, like, it, isn't that a gap? It seems like a little gap. Oh, or were they playing in the daylight and they took his bike? You know what I'm saying? You, you, there, there's possibility there that they were playing hide and go seek while they're doing their stuff in the woods. He was looking for them as far as Devil's Den. Runs into those kids. They steal his bike, whatever it is, or they find it. And I mean, there's possibilities there, but I know, I know what you're saying. To me, okay, you take that part of it. To me, did you feel like her pushing and him hitting the rock was sufficient enough to break his neck and kill him? Well, I think falling back against that rock would kill you. I mean, or could kill a, a kid. Um, would I have rather seen him fall off the top of that plateau and hit it and make it seem more violent? Violent in effect. I mean, not that she meant to hurt him or anything like that, right, but, right, 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 but right. the accident would make a little more sense to me, maybe. Yes. Ah, it's weird, man. Like I said, the stuff with him frantically looking for his sister, where he's bothering these teenagers repeatedly, talking about where's my sister you know i, I don't know man it, it gets it didn't translate well it didn't it, it come makes across you believe that he's lost her and he's searching for her. but they're trying to say no he was looking for her in a hide and seek game correct but that just comes off as goofy to me then. yeah one doesn't equal the other so i mean i think they tried to play a slick little trick there mm-hmm. you know and uh and it didn't hit for me. You know, no. it, matter of fact, it made it feel like a gap to me. And I can definitely see that. Um, That's a good point. One hundred good point. The dolls. We, we had a we had a one of our listeners say that you know uh, it's easy to fall back and hit right and break your head and break your neck. Oh and like yeah, and so I think so. so. I mean, like we've we've come to a conclusion on that. Um, you know, but I, I guess you, I, I dare I say, I I didn't want a kid to look more violently like he died, but. I guess you just when you think about somebody falling back. I mean, I've fallen back. I've seen my kids fall back. This or so on. Yeah. You know, you just don't look at that as like that was the death nail. Yeah. You know the way it was shown. You know. But what? Whatever. You know, it went as we thought. They they posed. You know, they put him to lay down to right. say he was resting Mr. and stuff Dude, like that. Down, yeah. um, but you know, there was just some stuff like the dolls. They're they, inconsequential. They yeah. were actually not left as a. Um, like a, a way to find a, his, yeah, his no. body. It was actually just like she just dropped. She him. just dropped him. Yeah, um, like things we thought were big clues end up being just haphazard. Yeah, the dolls. They wanted you to make you think that they were tied to sex ring dolls because they look just like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but they're not. He bought them just because they're dolls. Correct. Um, you know, there's just like I like that. I like when they they trick you with things and make you think it has something to do with this, and then it doesn't. But like I said the mystery and everything that happens, you just makes you, you know, Harris James was nefarious. Yes. He, he was, went, he was the fixer. He went dark Yeah, from a highway patrolman helping cover up, you know, a rich man's daughter's, uh, daughter's accident yeah. to not crying. Yeah. Accident. <laughs> to hot shotting a chick, paying off a mother, killing an uncle, planting evidence. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Um, I mean, that was the actual, yeah. And the other thing is too, is like, and Mr. Hoyt being oblivious to all this, like, I love that Michael Rooker showed up as Mr. Hoyt. I mean, how awesome was that to see Michael? Totally Rooker? not what I was expecting. No, not at all. I was expecting somebody, you know, you just never seen before. I was expecting like a businessman looking dude. It's Rooker comes in, he's chugging booze. Yeah. Um, clearly he is distraught. He's destroyed man. 
Yeah, yeah. he has well, no family. It's he like has June nothing. says, he's lucky in everything but family. Right. You know, personal life. Lost stuff. his wife. Yeah. His child lost her family. And then she started losing it. She and committed, committed suicide. suicide. Yeah. He has nothing. So yep. I'm sure he drinks himself to death. You know, you know, it's just, I don't know. There, like I said, there's like the stuff they, the surprises, the things they throw in as sidebars in this episode are so good. But the through line mystery kind of petered out to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dare I say this episode really focused on closing up relationships, um, giving us a Hayes's daughter. You know, there was nothing. There was nothing. nothing to that. Like she just okay. They they made you feel like there was a chance there was something wrong or she was a miss. And then the whole stuff in the car, like I miss you here. Like I, I was thinking, now. like six yeah. cent stuff. You know, like whoa, whoa, was somebody not here? Is I thought here? she wasn't even going to be in the car. Yeah, there was like, another of his mind messing with him. Yeah, like I mean, they they put some nope. stuff out there, but no, it was just it was all red herring stuff. Yeah, and like, so like. You know, that was kind of a care, you know, like not a miscarriage, but like, God, they made you feel something so much more. That's what I'm saying. They build you up to let you down hard. Right. Um, and that's part of it. I mean, that's, that's yeah. good storytelling too, is to, to make you think one thing and then, you know, throw the <laughs> sand in your right. eye basically. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, like I said, it's not nefarious. It's not dark as this show is carried through. So it's like when it ends up just being something light and, you know, just kind of nothing, you know, oh, actually there's nothing there. You, you, you're disappointed in a way. Yeah. That you didn't get something. And, and especially with a show like this where it's like, oh, there's a mystery inside the mystery. Well, like this show made you want to look at every detail because you felt like every detail was important. And it was. It really was. But it it's always just wasn't some... important to the mystery. Sometimes it was just important to the characters. Correct. See, that's the truth. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like we, we see all this stuff with Amelia, but it was really just a background to her personality through their life. It was nothing to do with the actual crime or anything nefarious or anything. I mean, really, it, if you think about a lot of the stuff in the, the, the bar scene at the end with, uh, it wasn't necessarily at the end, but it was with Amelia and, um, it's after the meeting with Hoyt. He starts talking about, he's like, our whole life is based on a dead case. boy and a missing girl. Yeah. And you realize this, the whole season was more actually about how that day and that mystery shaped the lives so many people. of all these people. Right. You know, how they ended Killed up. Killed a town. I mean, it, this episode, they showed all those dead areas of the city. Oh, yeah, things are boarded up. I mean, the the, the montage, The montage in the beginning yeah. of the first four or five shots, I mean, amazing. Kudos to I, who, who, who your director is who puts that stuff together. Oh, you cinematographer, everything, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, they just they ended up, like I said, the whole season ended up so little to do with the mystery. It was just more about how one sick girl who you know, needed to have her daughter back shaped all these lives. Right. You know, I, I mean, we've been, we've been talking about political corruption and all these things. Well, you and, know, the old man Hoyt Rooker, he does make the deal of, you know, this is done, you know, or you'll be done, you know, like yeah. he's showing that he has the political prowess and the power to do whatever. 
Absolutely. You know, I mean, like that. But you don't see any direct connection of him to the AG or the state troopers or anything else. You don't see cor- you don't see corruption. You just see political. Let's close a case and move on. Yeah, looks good for me. You don't see Hoyt pulling strings. You just have that feeling of connection. You yeah. know, and so there was a little bit of that also that you know, you're like okay, like I said, we only got to see Michael Rooker for three or four minutes of screen time. You know. Oh yeah. And that was really just to show you that this man is, he's broken, yeah, and he's just kind of cleaning up a mess. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> another mess, you know? hmm And that, to say he was in the dark about stuff, which maybe he is about some things, I don't see Harris James making those choices on his own. No, I think he has to be able to have the ability to get that kind of cheddar yeah. I mean, they said our soul on. I think what it is is that they brought the girl home, like you said. But once Daddy found out, then Daddy came into play. Uh, but the whole what happened to him afterwards, nobody knows. Yeah, Harris didn't give Lucy the money. Hoyt agreed. Hey, take this money and go away. When Lucy starts asking for more money, and probably making threats like, "I'll tell." That's why Hoyt says, you know, at the end he was like, "Do I need to be threatened by you?" You know, make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they said before. It's like, these people don't renegotiate. <clears throat> Correct. You know, Dan did. Uncle Dan or whatever. Yeah. So it's like... He failed. So Hoyt, I think, was literally just like... He was cleaning up this huge mess his daughter had made. Right. And trying to save whatever he had of his... I guess of his name. Nothing uh, left. Yeah. After his daughter committed suicide, zero family left. You see, nobody's in the house. It's It's kept in a trust. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, this whole show, we're all just battling back and forth trying to solve this mystery. (laughs) But really, we solved the mystery in like episode two. And, you know, there's little tiny details that needed to be filled in. But all this was was like this huge character story. Yeah. And I'm not knocking it because it was I'm just unbelievable. It was, it was an acting and writing clinic. Yes. I mean, some I'm of the stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. If, if this show doesn't get numerous awards, then we know shit's rigged because this was phenomenal I, on so many levels. It's unreal what they pulled off, you know, with, I mean, just the, like I said, the cinematography alone. Yeah. I mean, um, kudos to HBO, man. I mean, just absolutely. That's another great show. And really, a lot of kudos to Pizzolatto for pulling out, you know, a real comeback. We got to call it yeah. a comeback after season two. I mean, he Do really. You know there's been a resurgence of people who say season two is really, really good. You know, there's been a lot of that. You know what I mean? And so on. I've been reading through some of this, and I've asked some of our fans and like that. It was like, you know, we we kind of were like, eh, on season two. What are your thoughts like that? And everybody comes to the same conclusion to a point. At least I feel like, and maybe people are different now, and so on. Is that what killed season two was season one? Is if you, that, if you could go in just deaf and dumb of season one, right? That you literally had no idea of what had already transpired. And you just came into that as a blind show. It's probably a B plus show. You know what I told somebody the other day? I said, you know, number one thing that hurt season two is its title. If you didn't call it True Detective and you called it something else, yeah, it probably would have been really damn good. If you called yeah. it California Story, yeah, something, you know, something. You know, 
you know, so a, any just anything, a you, noir kind of L.A. noir yeah, type story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would have been fine. The fact it that would have carried water. It, definitely. it had to be tied to possibly the greatest season of television of all time. Yeah. So let me ask you a question: How does this season rank compared to the other two seasons? Number two to me. Um, I have like a absolute piece of me that's tied to season one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I myself, and I tell everybody this, I think it is the best season of the television, best single season of television I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say season one is the best. However, mainly because of I enjoyed the, a lot of the mystery and the corruption and the high up and all that stuff like that. And some of the scenes like episode four, this, that, or so on, yeah. catapulted to a, a higher episode. This season, I think, is the best season of television I've ever seen for overall acting from an entire cast, if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense because you think, you got to think back. Tom, the I dad, mean, murdered. Think about this. Even that, your casting director is out of this world amazing. Think about every person they cast for every role. Lucy, what do you imagine... When it comes to, uh, you know, this stereotypical. White trash, you, you know, know, just, you know. Right. You I, know. I didn't have the opportunities I should have been right. had. Exactly. Then look you at know. Tom. Look at the people who are in the state police. Think about, you know, the you know your hillbillies, your red. Uh, every element, every detail, all this stuff like that, perfectly executed, perfectly cast. I mean, even Amelia fit for you know a oh, small yeah. town school te- you know what I mean like that was on the money there was I, not a you cannot name a single character a single actor on this show this that or so on that was cast that you were like maybe they could have done a little better no and I I I, I think about that I agree with you like secondary characters season one didn't need a secondary character well, it yeah. was just well season one was just about those two but you, you forget though, season one, you you got to forget uh, the wives, not the wives, but um, right, yeah, God, Harrelson's wife. Um, there were some other people in there. That were there pretty was, solid. but they were in and out. It wasn't yeah. like we had Amelia, Tom. And we didn't have you know like these constant characters every single episode like we did this one. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I just, I don't know. I. As far as sticking the landing goes, season one, it's a high bar. It's a super high bar. I mean, it's like it's like thinking about Breaking Bad. You would think that that show would be impossible to stick the landing, but they nail it. There's no you, doubt. You know, they crush it. So it's like whenever you find a show, I mean, look at I've never seen past like six episodes of Sopranos. But everybody knows what happens in the end. Oh yeah, and it's like I do. That's what's sad, you and know? it's devastating to people. Because they know that show ended horrifically. Yes, you know and there it's were like, so many people pissed off. Yeah, so when you see a, a a show that pulls it off, this season, like I said, this was another excellent episode of television. The mystery didn't land for me at the end, but the episode did. Oh yeah, because of people like Stephen Dorff, who <laughs> came so far out of left field to me. Every time I see Steven Dorff, I think about you Blade. Know, Blade, you know, back in the day, you know. That's it. Tell me what else you think about Steven Dorff. 
There is nothing. I only see him as in Blade, where yeah. he was kind of still you know playing a punk, you know, twenties, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. smart ass turns into blood god, you know. And, and but I'll be honest with you, he was good in that movie. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock him. I'm not. I'm just saying him. the only reference I have of Stephen Dorff is Blade. Is that or Blue e cigs <laughs> commercials? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> wow. But <coughs> you look at all the scenes he had through this, especially this episode, but then the back porch episodes, oh, yeah. all the just mean mugging stares Dude, he had. his mean mug face, Academy Award. Yeah. Just for mean mug. And the award for mean mug. <laughs> I wish there was awards for just like facial expression. Oh, yeah. A winner. Um <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. His one-liners, writing for him like that, you cyclops motherfucker. <laughs> I'm on my chair like, damn. I mean, you, it's like shooting a man. Yeah. I, I mean. You can't live with it? Then don't. He's just looking at shotguns. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, I, I, Ali, we, he's already been on the rise. People already know he's a fantastic actor, and he was only getting better as evidence of this oh, show. Yeah. Um, and I hope he stays on that track, you know, of not taking any bullshit roles, you know, stay on this track where you're well, proving I mean, to everyone oh, yeah, how good you Moonlight, are. Now he's got true detective. He's on, he's an Adelita. I'm going to go, we're going to go see and cover. Uh, I mean, like the guy, what's the, the one he just did with, um, uh, oh, he's the musician, the green room. Oh yeah. The green book, green book. Yeah. Green book. Apparently he's phenomenal, phenomenal on that yeah. too. So it's like. Dude, just keep the guys on, doing amazing work. You're talking about he is hot right now, boy. Hot. I mean, I didn't like Luke Cage. I thought it was overrated, but he nails it. His part in it, and it's like when he's gone from that show or like that, it's like there's a massive hole now missing, and it, it fully and just engulfs this entire show. Um, I don't know. I I totally thought this show would end with him putting the the gun in his mouth just from being so sick of losing his mind um yeah there was but it was it was really neat to see all them on the porch you know what this was all about yes yeah. you know roland kind of finding his family in the very end you know yeah i i really enjoyed like him going, hey, you want to get closer to the city and come stay a few nights with you? Yeah. So on. You, you as a viewer are like, you want these guys together. Oh my! You know God. to the to the end. You, you know want what I mean? these the chemistry. two sipping sweet tea on the back porch like that. You see it. You know, I I loved it. I love seeing them together. Um, like I said though, those were the highlights instead of the mystery. Right. I mean, we were so pumped for them to find the pink room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You, do you notice that, like, you know, like, all right, do you notice how much of a distance it was from where they opened the door to the wall mural in the back, right? You had to go through, like, a little arched way and this, that, or so on. I was totally expecting to see, like, pictures of her. Family or, photos. Uh, family photos something. or something. Pedophile. Something, give me something. Something that made Tom break down like he did. Right. Instead, it's a mural that says... Mary. He Mary. doesn't even say Princess Julie. Mary. I don't know how he knew. Yeah, like, did, where did he get the revelation this was Julie? The only thing I can think of is she does all the drawings. And he knows her drawings. And, you know, it's her mural she's drawing right. there. Uh, uh, and it's a castle. Yeah. 
you know. So it makes sense to me, like, because they, they, they go through. You see all our little notebooks she draws in and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, but again, like I guess said, it wasn't that revelation that you thought you were going to get. It's not that thing that you expect. It's just kind of, eh, okay. So, you know, I, I feel like we're we're... We're coming off a slightly down on the episode. I'm not down on the episode. I'm no. down on the landing of the mystery. Like I said, it's all about the little details. Like you said, that's just a little detail. You yeah. know, like I mean that. You know, the car a little detail. Here's the last thing I'm going to say. That God, I hope there was something more to it because there was a lot of people that we were talking to on social media and email. By the way, thank y'all for all the emails and social media that are so on. Yeah. Is that um, you know. The kid's age, we did all the math and like that, and we kind of predicted maybe Eliza maybe was Julie's kid or this or so on. Eliza ended up being no relation to the whole situation. She was just a person of pumping information in unique situations. You know, so I was kind of like, I was hoping Eliza was in it. Even like when we were watching the show, I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, this could mean this could be Eliza or this could be the... And I was like, you know. No, the the mystery about the information was the fact, the, the biggest thing they put right in front of our face was the little boy that loved Julie in school and ends up starting a lawn care service and finding Julie. And we thought that the lawn care service was a way to pick up the girls for sex trafficking. Yeah. You know, we, I think we go nefarious. Yeah. We go. We want it. The evil. (laughs) We want it, We want the evil story because we want the, you know, the good guys, the heroes to end some evil thing. But that wasn't the case. No. Yeah, you're absolutely right. She was only confused because she was fed lithium for 10 years. Right. You know? And that's an element you don't expect, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to say I'm bashing. I guess it was just like little minute details that, you, you you mentioned it. We hope it's more nefarious than it is. Yeah, I, I, maybe that's just my dark, you know, sensibilities. Again, but, but I was going to think about too is that in season one, it was dark. It was dark. You know what I mean? Like one, we dealt we, with kids being taken. Went we dealt with darker than we even expected. Exactly. Season two was dark. Even that, you know, you're talking about the whole, you know, the the up and mighty, the sex rings and what they were doing. Just there, so it, it, it could be very dark. And then the way everybody finished out, dark. Season two didn't go as dark as I thought it would. Right, but both of those are darker than this one. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, especially so it, the way it'd be blended up. Exactly. So, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, I guess that's just it, you know, because, I mean, one of the things I kept referencing is is that every season there's been corruption is a huge part of it. It really wasn't this one. Minus one officer well, fixing, you know what I mean? But if we think about it in the fact that, like I was saying, that this was actually just a big character story, the corruption in the police department and uh, attorney general's office or whatever like that. It just never landed on that as much. It, well, I'm just saying it was corruption. It was, we just need to pin this on somebody and move on type stuff. Because it's election year. You can call that corruption, but really, I think that's what a way of life. It doesn't matter where you are. No, I agree. When I think of corruption, I think about big power is controls everyone with their fingers on every little element to handle things. And when he says he wasn't even a part of the original deal, and he's just cleaning up afterwards, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, like yes, they they pinned it on Woodard. 
Okay, that was convenient. But the only reason that happened is because he planted evidence, not because he told the AG to wrap this up and make it go away. You follow what I'm saying? No, and that's the thing. Hoyt just came in and like moved the eyeballs from their family to somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Well, he walked in on a chess game halfway, and he moved the pawns around in his favor. Yeah. Well, he just moved them where line of sight never fell on him. You're right. But – I would have loved a sequence where it showed that Hoyt was manipulating, you know, right. the, the uppity ups, you know, or even to him when he, at the end, he could have said something, you know, you know, where he tells you, you know, the AG, you ever wonder why the AG put you on a typewriter or something, just a key line that tells you he was a part of that conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Again, a minute detail, minute, you know what I mean? But in a show that was so amazingly detailed, everything counts to me. Everything counts. Well, that's the thing. If you make a show like this where you want everybody to pay attention to the details, we're going to pay attention to every detail. <laughs> exactly. So you got to understand that you have to come out spotless. Yeah. Or you're going to you're going to nitpick because this show is made to be nitpicked. Oh yeah. So he takes these massive risks creating a show like this. I couldn't imagine the pressure. Oh my god, man. And well the fact is when everybody bashed season two and it's like you gotta come back for a season three and, and just prove everybody wrong. And I tell you what, the promos for this, the choices of actors for this and stuff when they were first promoting this show, I was like, Ugh, man, I am not on board. You were worried. I just, I was really worried because like you nothing said, Stephen Dorff out of nowhere. Well, just nothing in the trailers was saying to me like, "Oh, this looks awesome." It looked boring in the trailers to me. The only thing that appealed to me was the words "True Detective," and then that some of the promos were like back to the way it began. You know, something to that yeah. effect. And when I read, I heard that, I was like, okay. All right, they're going back to the the right recipe. It's going to taste good again. Here we go. You know what I mean? And so, I was, and then I'll be honest, I was blind curiosity, man. Just when you read Stephen Dorff, <laughs> I was I, like, I've just got to see this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm so happy we did, dude. It was just oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, it was it was glorious. It was a absolutely glorious watch. I mean, every every episode was interesting. Yeah, and that's something else. There wasn't a bad episode of the whole no, season. No, we didn't get any bads. We didn't get any like, oh God. We no stinkers. Yeah, there were no duds, this, that, or so on. You know, it was, you know, no. This one was good. Very, very good. All the way throughout. No no lack, no nothing. So, you know, I mean, what else do you say, man? I don't think there's much else to say. I mean, we nailed the mystery. Um they nailed just, the actors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they nailed the show. They nailed it, man. They really, they nailed, really did. They, they really, really nailed the nail show. It. And and the, the the stuff that sounds like we're kind of bashing here at the end is just because they've done such a good job that there may not have been a way to wrap this up and make everybody happy. Yeah, I, I don't think everybody ever – you can never make everybody all happy. I mean, it's just like when major shows end in the past or other, other stories wrap up. Everybody has a different expectation. Everybody has a desire. I, I, I truly think they wrapped the mystery up in such a tight little bow at the end of this to show everybody that, hey, this was just a big, long character study. This was to show 
a butterfly effect of yeah. This is what happened. One thing happens, and look what happens to everybody around it. And then show the path it leads all these other people on. Right. Oh, yeah. From that moment. Oh, there's no doubt. Show them in three different decades, you know? It, it, it's just like a family tree. You, you plant a seed and look at how all the branches yeah. bloom in different directions yeah. and how everything works out. It's really neat. I mean, they did a really good job. If you, if you start to look at the show in that direction instead of a murder-kidnapping mystery... You start to realize, oh well, no wonder they crushed all this writing and crushed all this acting. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. we're really just watching a life story of three or four people. You know? Yeah. And, you, no doubt. and just see how they turn out. And boy, they did good, man. And they did good. Yeah, they did good, man. Um, I mean, and just <coughs> and just how it ends, man. You know, they're all sitting on the porch and then walking out of the bar well, into and, the and, door. I mean, just everything was and, just phenomenal. And totally ending on. Haze in the jungle in Vietnam. Yeah, like walking in the woods and yeah. stuff. And There's symbolism here, and my, but I'm, 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 too I'm struggling dumb. to draw. I'm draw. too dumb to pick up on what they were trying to say with the last Vietnam scene. You know, because they brought it up a lot. You know. Yeah, he was alert. He was alone. You know, behind enemy lines. Insane to pick the recon. You know, we found out he was actually almost hoping he would die out there yeah, for a ten thousand dollar payout for his mom. You know, and it's like, I mean, that was such a huge moment where he was like, I followed my mom, then I joined the military, then I joined PD. Good like, at taking orders. He's like, maybe I'm just good at taking orders. And then Amelia saying that one thing. She's like, yeah. you're the one person that doesn't realize you could have been good at anything. You know, I mean, that was such a massive moment. Oh, yeah. It defined those two well, as characters. To finally find himself, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where you saw him as Arkansas campus police, and she was teaching college, you know, literature. And he's just he's he's and bouncing in a you know just happy step, how to hog happy. They yeah. were happy. Yeah, found they found themselves. It's like you know, and I, it's hard to say I can reference another movie that even comes close to being able to deliver that like that. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That's what I say. Pizzolatto is fantastic, man. The, the, he, he, put deserves, this together. he deserves a ton of credit for this, you know. Mm-hmm. No Fukunagas and stuff like that. There's no uh, drama. No drama. To, no BS around it. To try to, you know, end up with an ordeal. Um they did an excellent job of deciding on directors. I'm a massive fan of Justin Sonier. Sackheim did this episode. He did oh, yeah. several episodes. He's excellent. We we saw we got to see a lot of the directors that do a really good job at these dark moody you know character driven shows and they just blossom in it you know yeah and everybody was consistent like it wasn't a show that was like Super oh that consistent. was so different than the other or this or so no they all did yeah. right on point they all come up with cool creative ways to keep flipping in the timelines like we talked about the car sequence it was so awesome there's also the bar sequence where he sees his, he looks at the old bar yeah, stool like, and stuff i mean they they really hit on some cool they know what they're doing like you know cinematography so, and flip floppies we're ready for season four there's no doubt yeah I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll probably be, honest, take I'll be really yeah. curious if he does another one I don't know god I hope so I mean he's gotta be riding his pony high you know I don't know I hope this show is getting the credit it deserves like nationally and stuff yeah, oh, yeah. Um, you know we have our little tiny community that we track and keep attention on 
but I'm not like jumping on Twitter to see what all of the reviews or what everybody's saying. You know, I try to keep up with what our there'll be plenty our listeners, out yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, but I, but like, well, we talked about award season. It's like I hope you know Emmys come around. And they're like pff, they hope they crush it. You know, the sad thing is, is that you know all their award seasons now. I mean, freaking Oscars are tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like it's going to be a year removed. Talk about a lame Oscars year. Godly man, I like I don't even want to talk about it. It's so lame. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I have zero interest. I mean, it just turned into such not what it's supposed to be. I, I think all of those people have been extremely exposed for how just like pathetic they kind of are. You know, the people that make the decisions on the host, which ta-da, no host. Yeah, zero. you know. Um, just all that stuff. The fact that they were going to put the the editing, the cinematography awards and stuff in the commercials, you weren't even going to see them. Yeah, it's like, do you f- idiots know what a movie is made from? It's like, I mean, what are y'all doing? And it's all just this massive pat on their back and stuff like that. But you do like to see the movies and shows you love be acknowledged. Yeah, you get recognition, right? But. <clears throat> Ugh! Yeah. This year, they they've exposed themselves as just pitiful. Well, I can only imagine how much political and you know, I, I can imagine now that there's going to be at least two or three speeches that are purely political. They have nothing to do with the, two or three. Uh, my ass! It's going to be ten to twelve. I yeah. mean, it's going to be well, nonstop. I'm about, you know, I mean, like, and I just I'm, I I would watch it if if you're there to accept an award and a class of movies or people or this that are someone that makes sense you know what i mean without any there is no you know hey i'm putting you in here just to appease a public you know kind of situation which seems to be the, the misnomer nowadays is that people you know there's not enough of this there's not enough of that there's not this this that are so on everybody has an opinion about how the, the academy and other people do their job and then they respond by doing what the masses want them to do instead of doing what they do you know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's it, it, it's just turned into something more than it should ever be, and it's just unfortunate. <laughs> well, it just used to be. What's the best movies? Who did the best acting job? I mean, it's it was so simple, right? It's just simple. What was the best, you know, according to this group of people? There's other award shows to show. You know, you think about the MTV Movie Awards. Maybe that's played more towards the movies that. The mass public likes. Right. That's when your voter poll. You that's know, when your comic book movies and your comedies right, and stuff right, right. get their awards. But you think about like the Oscars and stuff, it's like, all right, what was the best? You know, it's supposed to be the best. And the it best. used to be four or five movies. Now they bumped it to ten to appease everybody. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's so they can include all these different far ranges and stuff like that, which is not a terrible thing. It's just I think it's done for the wrong reasons. Yeah, it reeks of the wrong reason. It just reeks of political. Right. Uh, it's unfortunate. I, I don't even want to talk and about it. Yeah, I don't want really to derail into that <laughs> yeah, when we're talking yeah. about True Detective, but it's like, I yeah. hope True Detective yeah, gets their yeah. due. I hope they get, get the credit where they deserve. Yeah. Because this was it. phenomenal. Because a lot of deserves credit. The actors deserve credit. The directors. Everybody involved. We at Bleed TV say, y'all did a phenomenal job, and we appreciate what you did. You gave us seven weeks of great cinematic experience that I really will cherish. Yeah. There's no doubt. And the Woodard episode, 
yeah. from both from <laughs> well from the attack sequence to them on the back porch you know having their first old man communication oh, yeah. that's episode three four yeah i mean they got to do something for that no there's no doubt just utterly incredible there's no doubt so absolutely no doubt Guys, uh, last thing I'll tell you before we wrap up is is that you know this is the last episode of True Detective, and we want to thank you. It was a record breezing, uh, record breaking season for us in the podcast world. Um, we made it into the top fifty on iTunes, uh, which is something we never done before, and we thank y'all a lot for that. We really appreciate it. We got tons of reviews, and uh, if you hadn't had a chance to write us a positive review, if you enjoyed our podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. I know we would greatly appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and maybe give us a five star if you agreed with that, and maybe a couple kind words. Um, it only helps us for when the next season comes out and that we're ready to go for it as well. Um, but uh, as of the next podcast we're going to be doing, um, we got numerous <coughs> emails, suggestions, and so on. <clears throat> and we are checking some of those shows out. Um, uh, there's just, wow, there was so many. We had to, we wrote this huge long list on the whiteboard, and we're going through each one of them to see how they can fit into a schedule. But the one thing we are going to do right now that is going to be up, and uh, you should see it any day, is we're going to go, we have a movie review podcast that's coming. Uh, we're going to start doing, uh, per se, movies every time we go to see one. Uh, there's a few of our older ones on there now, um, and then we're picking up several that are coming up. Uh, we're going, we do a wide spectrum, you know, mostly new releases, and occasionally we'll throw in an old one. Uh, sometimes it's all of us together. Sometimes it's an individual person, podcast, but it's going to be cut, you know, to the point and let you know if it's good, bad, ugly, about how we think about it, what's best, and go from there. But uh, other than that, guys, I think this is it for us. Um, again, it was a great season. It was a great uh, talking to you guys and appreciate y'all listening. And so we'll call this. This is Blee TV and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>